a vacation to Louisiana sounds pretty nice right now. Eating gumbo, seeing old buildings in New Orleans, taking in the culture, and maybe seeing a cryptid or two? Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Let's hope you don't get lost in the swampiness of this next urban legend. There are a lot of legends down here, down the Bayou, uh, but probably the one that we get the most calls of people saying that they've seen would be the Rougarou. I got something stirring up my chickens over there. It looks like something like a big dog. It may be a Rougarou, I don't know. Hey guys, welcome back to Cryptic Soup. I'm Thina. And I'm Kylie. And we are from the North doing a Southern episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. It'll be perfect. So, Kylie, before we get into tonight's episode, um, we got to talk about all the cool things that are happening in the world. Ooh, cool things. Cool things. Have you watched Dahmer? No, but I'm going to this week. Okay, so we're not going to talk about anything. So tonight's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, no, Dahmer just came out. That's really fucking awesome. I mean, by the time this episode airs, it's been out like almost three weeks or so. But that's enough time for all you guys to have watched it so we can start talking about it, I hope. And uh, yeah, I need more people to talk about it with. I have a group chat. And OK, Kylie and I are in a group chat together. It's just one of us is active than more. Uh, the only one active me. OK. Hey, I this- said a few things in it. OK, <laughs> so we're in this uh, group chat with uh, Jesus Christ, everyone. Every person ever. Uh, ever. (laughs) Too many people. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't even begin to name. It's a podcasting group chat. I'll just name a few people I love in there. Creme de la Crime's in there. They're a podcast. Uh, Crime Bay is in there. They're amazing. There's Eye for for an Eye podcast. Morbidology's in there. There's just a bunch of just amazing podcasts. Uh, Dark Tales from the Road. There's I couldn't even begin to tell you how many there are. It's a bunch of us that really like true crime, obviously, and like exploring just the craziest things on the web we can find to find out more and to learn more about this community we're in. With that being said, obviously, Dahmer came out and we're all like, so let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about it. It's pretty wild. Um, So that's that. I at least had someone to talk about it with since Kylie is slacking. Sorry. That's fine. I'm just let down. I just redid the whole Dining, dining room, room this this weekend so don't let her fool you it's not finished ask if the white in our dining room or living room is painted that wasn't the plan so everything that i it's planned so on the room. everything that i planned on oh yeah where's the table in the completed. kitchen the high table fuck off <laughs> kylie went and bought a high table it like is not high it didn't so Corey stood next to it and standing it was like next to his waist to, no standing next to the chair the top of the chair came below his kneecaps. <laughs> I hate it all. So, yeah, that's our lives for you guys this week. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty great around the house. <laughs> other than that, there's some other really cool things that have been happening true crime wise. The Butcher and the Wren book came out. It's by Elena from Morbid, not Morbidology, Morbid. They're two different podcasts. Both great. Very uh different hosts anyways uh the butcher and the wren came out 
if you guys have read it, give me give me details. Should I buy it? Is it worth it? Is it is am I gonna like it? I get kind of spooked with books. So is this gonna spook me? You get spooked with books? I don't know. They're spooky because you gotta like put your mindset in them more. Cause you're like sitting there, you're thinking it, you're having to envision it, and then I'm like, ah, I thought too long about the scary. Yeah, it's so not like scary. Your actual um mind has to come up with what it looks like yeah. versus like giving it to you like in a and my imagination's now like thinking like oh my god this could be real now i'm sure I just your imagination goes wild <laughs> i have created half the tulpas in the world i will let you guys know <laughs> just me in my mind so yeah that's that i mean our episode tonight's pretty short so i thought that's why we should chat with you guys and catch up in the beginning and hang out we don't hang out as much lately. And so this is our hangout. Are you happy to be hanging out? <laughs> someone, I'm going to talk like the youths these days. The youths. <laughs> someone IRL'd me the other day and said, yeah, do you want me to put a pen in it, Athena? Because I was telling a story and I was like, yikes. We, <laughs> we all put a pen in something. I don't remember what it was uh, this weekend. We were talking about the pod, the group chat. but And I said, I got to talk to you stories about the group chat. But I'll get to that in a minute. And you guys are like, do you want me to put a pen in it? It was yeah, it was someone that listens to our podcast and then me. And then you were like, well, she clearly listens to the podcast. I was like, yeah, I'm in it. Didn't you know? Wait, you're in the podcast? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so tonight's episode we're going to do we're going to do a fun cryptid for you. And it's brought to you because I sound like this is an ad. It's brought to you by Hallmark. No, <laughs> um, it's brought to you because I thought, what a good fucking time to do this episode. We're going to do the Rogaroo of Louisiana. And the reason why I want to do this is because I went to Cedar Point not that long ago and they have a ride called the Rogaroo. Oh, yeah. See, it all ties together. Hmm. So I went there and I was riding the Rogaroo and I was like, God, I fucking love this ride i think that was the ride i rode the most that day it's not my favorite it's probably my second favorite ride there my um my favorite is the one where your feet dangle because i like feeling like i'm gonna die okay i always feel like i'm gonna fall out of it and just slip right through and just kerplat like a little frog uh the video game where you get hit by a car frogger frogger Mm -hmm. yeah okay so the roguru i'm a little let down with it cedar point i would like to give you my tips here the legend of the Rogaroo, you're going to hear about it here in a minute, Cedar Point, don't you worry. <laughs> but it's supposed to be spooky in a swamp, and I get it, your ride is green and blue and orange. Don't get me started on the orange. But it's green and blue, and it takes place over what you guys think is a swamp. It is water dyed green with uh, trash floating in it at Cedar Point, but you have no sounds playing, no spooky lights. You don't have anything. And I was there until midnight. I know if you had lights in the nights. And you did not. So I would just like to say, I would like you to up your Rogaroo game because you're not doing it. If you would like to hire me to help you, I don't <laughs> mind. I'm available Monday through Sunday um, morning till the next morning. I will come work for you. Thank you. I will come work for you for free tickets for me and my friends and family. Thank you. Thank you very much. And a steady wage. On that note, elephant ears too. Mm, um, yes <laughs> just gonna keep adding the, and this and this and this and this three orders of garlic parmesan fries per shift per shift um yeah uh but the ride was super fun i was riding it though and i was like i feel like i had not rode this ride last time i was there though and i kept thinking about it and i kept thinking about it 
And I did not know that the Roguru was not always the Roguru. When it was originally opened up, it was the mm, shit Mantis, I think is what it was called. And it was a Maybe that's why it's orange. It was a gold, red and orange um, one. And you had to stand up. No, thanks. You stood up on the roller coaster and they strapped you in and it hurt so bad. I remember hating that ride more than anything. So they changed it and it's now a sitting down one and it's really fun. It's kind of short. It's great. It's the Roguru. So what's the Roguru? I guess we need to talk about that, right? I rolled that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now that we've talked about the Roguru, let's talk about the Roguru. <laughs> now, to put yourself in the right mindset here, I'm going to I'm going to paint you a picture. We're going to Bob Ross you here. So, you know, like close your eyes unless you're working, I guess, keep them open, whatever. But um, close your eyes and let me just let my melodic tones of a voice paint you a picture here. The darkness is all around you. You're in a murky swampland down in Louisiana. There's a full moon and that is the only light source. There's no stars in the sky. You're stumbling around a bayou trying to get home. It's late and you start hearing noises. You hear something howling, but it doesn't sound like a dog. It's too deep of a howl to be a dog. And it's way too late for the children to be out. So it's not someone playing games. So the only thing is something has to be in the swamp with you. But that's the scarier thought is what could it be in the swamp, right? And you're getting the vibes of like, zombie island scooby-doo scoopy with a p okay <laughs> scoopy scooby-doo <laughs> scooby-doo it's really spooky and something's wrong so your only option is to try to find what the source of the noise is and learn the truth of if something's in the swamp right because you're not going to be a pussy and what's out so you I'd gotta be a pussy <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta find out what's living in the swamps now the cajun swamps and bayous i love the word bayou it's such a good word. It is a good it's word. Spooky, and it reminds me of Zombie Island. I'm, is it called Zombie Island? Yeah, Zombie Island. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that one, and that's one of the best Scooby Doo's. I freaking love Scooby. I might stand by and say that's the best Scooby Doo movie, which is Ghost to Second. But I think Zombie Island is the best Scooby Doo movie. Live actions don't count. Okay. I. One time with my dad stayed up until 3 a.m. when I was very young when it first came out and played the Scooby-Doo video game like from start to finish. Wait, are you talking about the one where it was the uh, I think it's PlayStation 2, but it was it was the one where it was the cyber monster, right? That was stuck in the portals between like computers. Yes. and Yes. I same. Oh my same. I love same. That, that was such a good game. game. <laughs> that game and there was another game that I was really obsessed with on the PlayStation around the same time and it was Mary Kate and Ashley's Olsen's Mall Madness. I remember seeing that but I never played and it. And there were some spooky parts to that game too. I absolutely loved Harvest Moon. So I played the fuck out of Harvest Moon. But yeah, Scooby Doo man. Scooby Doo is where Scooby Doo. Yeah. If you don't like Scooby Doo, you're not cool. No. All the good mentally ill people, millennials, have good <laughs> Scooby-Doo memories. Now, the Cajun swamps and bayous of Louisiana have numerous rumors of different creatures and mysterious just things that live within them and are hidden. So we're going to talk about my favorite swampy legend, which is the Roguru, but we'll also just talk about a few others at the end and we'll, we'll see what else is in the swamps. 
The Rogaroo has been a folklore of southeast Louisiana for centuries. The original term comes from the French word loup, which means wolf, and garou, which means a man who changes into an animal. So you're already getting the hint. It's kind of like werewolfy, shapeshifty type thing. These legends were said to be brought out by French settlers who were living in the melting pot or the mixing pot region of the south. The creature would morph into images. Sometimes it's more dog-like. Sometimes it's more man-like. It's usually more ominous in nature. However, there's a few here and there that are fun. There's one that's a, like a black and red style that has a wolf with a top hat and cane. Love him. He's the one I want tattooed on me. Mm-hmm. There's also a company called Spring Hill Jack Coffee. And um, their Spring Hill Jack reminds me of a Rougarou. Like their picture of Spring Hill Jack. It's just more a little bit more human. But there's something about their picture that every time I see it, I'm like, that that looks like a Rougarou. Interesting. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's like the facial features he has. They're very cartoony. The uh, Rougarou has a very kind of set appearance it's supposed to be a shapeshifter but the thing is is it metamorphosize only into one or two things like a werewolf and a human so it's it's not super shapeshifty it's only those two back and forth the differences between this creature and a werewolf are really subtle though the roguru is said to have the body of the man but the head of the wolf with glowing red eyes and werewolf we kind of see a human the way it stands and acts but it's a wolf body still so that's kind of our difference we're seeing. Unless you're in Twilight and then you walk on all four. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess those ones are like dog wolves. Those are like. But they're the kind of like dire, dire wolves. wolves. <laughs> like they're yeah. pretty big. They're huge. I always think of Bella petting the green. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sometimes this creature is scary and fierce looking. Other times he's devilish and mischievous or impish. That's the one I was talking about where he like has the cane and the hat and everything. The origins of the story said that in 16th century of France, they had countless reports of werewolves and a lycanthropy scare. Most crimes were happening in the city, so they would blame it on the Lugarous, a.k.a. the werewolf men. And they blamed everything, like literally anything. Your child was abducted? Loop Guru got it. The neighbor's house was ransacked. That pesky fucking werewolf. Oh no, the butcher's daughter was killed brutally and murdered. Guess what did it? A werewolf. You saw someone do it? No, 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 you didn't. It was the werewolf. Okay. Like everything was the werewolf's fault, right? And it was really easy to blame all the problems on the beast, but the issue was is it wasn't helping any of the crimes get solved because everyone didn't have evidence of the beast or sightings of the beast. Hmm, interesting. interesting. <laughs> so it, it was, was the beast. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I didn't see it. <laughs> or so. I didn't even hear a wolf, but I, I just knew it. Well, were there footprints? No. I mean, right. there were footprints of like the 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 guy that lives down the street, his shoes. But he he probably came over earlier that day and was scared by the werewolf. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. He was running away from the werewolf. Of, yeah. Well, didn't he have a crush on the girl and she turned him down? Well, y- yes, but he was probably checking in on her because he knew the werewolf because was going to get her. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was always a reason it's a werewolf. The townsmen would capture random people and just say that they believed that person was suffering from lycanthropy and would accuse the person of being the Lugaru. And we all know lycanthropy, it's the essence of becoming a werewolf. It's turning into a dog-like werewolf creature, so... 
Now, with the migration of French settlers to the Cajun regions, like in Louisiana and stuff like that, the different dialects changed the word into Rougarou, which when I'm saying it, it doesn't sound as complicated as you'd think, but it's R-O-X hyphen G-A-R-O-X. But R-O-U-X? What'd I say? R-O-X. See, did you hear me pause? Because I thought I spelled it wrong and I still couldn't fix yeah. it. R-O-U-X dash. Well, yeah. G-A. <laughs> Hyphen, hyphen R-O-U-X. But when you pronounce it in French, it's Rougarou. So, you know, English people being the lazy little mother heckers they are, <laughs> they change it to literally how it sounds. Rougarou, R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. The most e- easy sounding way they could do it. Which it looks cooler the other way, I think. What is it that I said that this made me think of? That's the plumbing company around here. Roto-Rooter? Yeah. Roto-Rooter. Okay. Sorry. As a person with an extremely French last name, I hear it all. It is fine. In Cajun legend, the creature said to prowl around the swamps of Acadia or the greater New Orleans area and possibly the fields or forests of the region. The legend was brought about to warn Catholics to observe Lent correctly. So Lent being the time of fasting and abstaining, and it's predominantly a Catholic region based like area down there. So that's what a majority of people would be doing. They were essentially using an urban legend to scare people into doing the right thing, like how they usually use urban legends to scare children. This one was aimed more towards adults, which is something kind of I feel like more rare, but it was happening. So it made the followers behave because as long as you followed the rules of Lent for seven consecutive years, you would not fall victim to the legend. So it didn't matter if you did it outside of the seven years? Apparently, yeah. You're like, oh, yep, I'm good now. Good to go. Yeah, you're right. I don't get it because after the seven consecutive years, like, do you just fuck around and find out? (laughs) Or does the seven years restart? And if you accidentally make a mistake in those seven years, can you correct it somehow? Or like, are you fucked then? Like, what if no, it was I feel like you're an fucked accident? and you have to start over? Like, you're. But are you fucked? You instantly become the Rogaru. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Do you even have a chance to absolve to your... repent? Yeah, repent your sins. Can you? Or are they like, no hey, fuck off, werewolf fucker, and they just send you on your way? I mean, we do live in a very heavy Catholic area, so we do we. I'm oh, sure we could. Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm sure we could ask. Someone. I don't know, but this is so northern. I feel, I I feel like it's different slightly because they don't it might have be. the scares. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, I guess if any Catholics out there know anything, let me know about the rules of Lent with uh, werewolfisms and lycanthropy. That sounds like a fucking fake sentence. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hey, Catholics, if you do Lent correctly, will you become a werewolf or no? No, or not. <laughs> I'll post on Reddit. I'll see I what have, I come up I with. I have questions. <laughs> they'll think I'm on drugs. They will tell me to go repent my sins after I ask this. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, so you need Jesus. How many Twilight movies did you watch growing up? <laughs> it's also said, though, that the legend was used to make kids behave, as most legends do. So it wasn't just the parents. It was, I guess, kids, too. But the parents came first because, you know, if they turn, obviously the kids will turn and stuff. But parents would warn the children that the Rogaru would steal them away in the middle of the night if they misbehaved. You know who that's like. Mm, who? 
Columbus. Okay, good. I was like, does this bitch really not know? <laughs> Fucking Kylie. It's yeah. probably like the only thing that I remember. And who's, who's, who else is it like? Oh, hold on. Who uses the switches to beat the children? Yeah. Um, Belschnickel. Belschnickel is nigh! <laughs> Sorry, Corey, for yelling in your ear. It's, it was Dwight Schrutzwald, not mine. Yeah, yes, exactly. The transformation of becoming a Roguru has a few variations of how it actually happens though so those are ways that like it could happen but then there's additions on to that so see there there's like little asterisks it's almost like they want you to put pins in it mm. oh maybe maybe they took a note from my book <laughs> there are many different ways that you could become a roguru other than the catholic guilt ways if someone else already is a roguru they could put a curse on you making you become a roguru Another thing is if you want to get rid of the curse, the someone would have to draw blood from you and the curse would lift completely, but it also could just transfer to them. Wait, draw blood like literally anyway? I guess so. Like you could literally just like stab them or something. Well, could you do like a finger prick? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But then so how would it transfer to you? Is it right. like if you get the blood on you? Is it like zombie apocalypse where like if I ingest the blood or have the blood in me, how does the blood transfer? Does my blood have to touch your blood? Are we like blood brothers? That's what I would feel like it would have to happen or like like a vampire almost in some way. Hmm. Well, another spooky tale. Spooky. Spooky. Another spooky tale of the roguery. <laughs> uh, it involves a married couple. And this is how someone became a Roguru sometimes. And this is how one of the first stories went of when the Rogurus came about. There was a wife. She wandered in the woods and she locked eyes with a Roguru. So someone already had to have been a Roguru. That's the confusing part. Right. So <laughs> this, this that already, story makes no already sense. doesn't map quite, quite well. I feel very Leeds devilly here. <laughs> so this way, his spell was broken and he was able to turn back into human form because he locked eyes with this woman. I don't know if that's essentially the same thing as true love's kiss, but sure. Now, she knew that if she told her husband what happened, she would remain under the Roguru spell forever. And she was going to be forced to keep a secret for 101 days. That sounds confusing, but just wait. After that, the spell would be lifted because there's a thing called the 101 day curse. <laughs> that automatically is stowed upon you if you if you look get at a Roguru. Curse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That altered over the years, though, and it's more like the curse then became your Roguru for 101 days. And after that, you transfer the curse to someone else. And the original curse originated from a witch voodoo priestess that cursed someone. So on the 101, 101st day, are you going to go out and find someone and be like, I'm locking eyes with someone today? Does that still have to be a lock eyes? Is that how you right. do it? What if you accidentally look at the wrong person? Right. That sounds very... Also... I have questions. Why was this voodoo priestess so mad at someone? Right. What did they do? Did they steal some herbs from her garden? Exactly. There are some stories that the Roguru is simply a beast that no one can tame. And in this version of the story, it is a, it's a story that a human had once turned into a Roguru... And then they started roaming the streets on the nights of a full moon, focusing on small towns. They wreak havoc throughout the town until someone stabs or shoots the creature. And then that's it. If not, they stay a Roguru. 
So in that one, it doesn't so sound do they, like there's no die? solution. Yeah. Right. You're because they're a werewolf or you're dead. Well, but you're drawing blood too if you shoot or or stab it, right? So does that transfer it? Or right. does that thing die? So that or are they it, solved, are but are they going to bleed to death? You're creating more rogaroos. <laughs> roger, I don't know if I believe in this one because this one's very messy. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, I have a lot of questions with this one. I feel like this is a great campfire story to tell yeah. children, especially in the bayou when they're hearing noises. Because you hear like the swamp gurgling, you hear like an alligator snap. Wait, is it alligators or crocodiles down there? It's crocodiles, right? Crocodiles. Yeah. You're gonna hear a crocodile like simmering under the water, doing his little like <laughs> noise. I sound like cat purring. I think actually, yeah, it was a little weird. It, um, it wasn't wasn't quite. You're gonna hear, you know, like a fish blurp, his little water blurp. You're gonna hear, you know, a tree make a noise, you a wind whistle, big, big frogs. Whoop. Yeah, what are the those bullfrogs? Yeah, you hear all these noises, and then you're just hearing normal like wind billowing, but you think it's like there's a rustling in the in the tree near right. me, and so you hear a fucking bunny hop, and you're like, oh my god, it's the rogue. Yeah, and a child's gonna be scared and That's fucking me. piss themselves <laughs> at a goddamn campfire for the Girl Scouts because you told them the rogue story around a campfire. I understand now. I understand the point of this, but as far as cryptids go. I might be calling bullshit. Yeah. But don't worry. There are more more. legends. (laughs) There's another version. And in this story, there's a white dog. In this version, there's a large white dog following a young boy home from school or whatever, you know. And the dog keeps annoying him throughout the walk. I don't understand how dogs can annoy people. (sighs) That sounds like this story is already fake. It's obviously not real. Literally. Um, In this, if you saw like what people sketched out pictures it kind of just looks like a big husky like a big white husky mm. that's that's all you're seeing here okay. but it did have more like the albino-y white dog big red eyes okay okay because rogers have red so eyes like the dire wolves in game of thrones yeah yeah so this dog was urging because it was talking telepathically with him i should add <laughs> oh okay it was urging the boy to attack attack different people things anything but eventually the, the boy got so irritated, he pulled a knife out and just slashed the dog wide open. Because normal boys walking home from school have knives. And just slash. I need to know how old this boy was. Right, yeah. So turns out it was not a dog. It was a roguru. And when he did this, the roguru turned back into a man and told the boy that he had sold his soul to the devil and ended up as a beast again. Or like a beast. And that's how he became a roguru. But then he urged the boy to stay silent about the encounter. So in this scenario, the Rogaru is a Rogaru due to the fact that he sells his soul. Okay. Okay. That might. And he told the boy he had to stay silent. And then the boy wasn't able to do that. He eventually started telling people about what happened. And then he just disappeared one night. And over time, he became the new Rogaru. And he was never seen or heard from again. Hmm. So in that scenario, we also only have one Roguru at a time. Right. Does, how does it, does it, is it asexual or does he have to like turn someone? Can they mate? Can two Rogurus mate and create a Roguru or do they create a human? Or do they not? I bet you, (laughs) I feel like they don't. Okay. But I feel like if they did, they'd have to both be human at the same time. Because are they too carnal in nature to mate? Because, like, werewolves have children. Do they f- hang out in a pack? 
probably. Is there an alpha Rogaru? Possibly. <laughs> is it the one that was turned first? Or is it like the biggest? Yeah, like are the we elder? thinking yeah, are we thinking this is like elder rules? Or are we thinking this is like a size rules? Is this uh I think elder. Okay, okay. So we still have are they able to talk in their minds like Twilight, you think? Well, they he was talking to the boy telepathically, so yeah. Okay, so Rogarus can telepathize each other. Is that a word? No, that's <laughs> not a word. <laughs> I don't think so. But I made it sound real fancy. Yeah, you did. You did. I you did, did not hesitate job. on that no, one. No, you didn't. Well, and that's the other thing is this is a young boy walking home. So also, when he turns into a Roguru, is he a young Roguru then? How that's, long do yeah, the Rogurus live? That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Well, they I would think that they lived as long as they weren't stabbed or shot. So they can live thousands of years. So they're still Rogurus, still Roman. Yeah. I mean, if, if this is real. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I need to talk with someone from Louisiana. Real I quick. have many questions. I have so many questions. I don't know if I would need to talk to someone Catholic first, someone Louisiana first. Hello, both. A like historian. I need to talk to someone. We need all and of the above. And the thing is, I looked up tons of sources. I didn't use like two or three. I used like fifteen to twenty sources. That's that's the worst part about this. Now we talked about what the Roguru is and stuff. And like in the past, when we've talked about cryptids, we talk about like how cryptids has influenced like normal day life, and how there's like the Krampus parade and stuff like that. Roguru is the same way. Like the Roguru is like the town legend. And it's became so popular that in the last weekend of October in Huma, Louisiana, every year there's a giant Roguru festival. That would be so fun to so go fun, to. So fun, right? The, if you guys didn't know, there's also a Mothman festival that's in the first week of September and it goes throughout the streets of uh Pleasant New Ple- Pleasant Virginia. Well, yes. No, what is Pleasant Point? God, I couldn't think of the second word. And it ends up the, like the last stop on it is the Mothman Museum and like where the statue is and stuff. That's but really cool. That's really cool. But the, this would be so cool, too. And people dress up for it. And they're obviously everyone's kind of like a giant fucking furry. <laughs> in a sense, kind of. But also so much good food. <laughs> so much good food. I'm I feel like there's no bad food well, in Louisiana. Yeah, no. I my goal is uh in the month of October at some point because it's like soup month. Actually, it's forever soup. But Kylie and I are on a real big soup kick. We always kind of are year round, but we're yeah. right now really more than normal. Mm-hmm. I want to try to find a, a real recipe for a good vegetarian gumbo and I want to make some cornbread with it. Mm. I want to make yes. some good cornbread and some veggie gumbo, y'all. You know, what's really weird is I went to the first time I went to Florida with my parents. I was like eight, I think ish. Um, And the main things that I remember. Is. Stopping in Alabama for barbecue. Like literally the side of the road, out of the middle of nowhere. Somehow it's the best barbecue you've the had. The best in fucking your barbecue I've ever life. had in my life. Yes. And then I also, because I was trying to be independent and I was in Florida and I ordered 
something that was apparently like raw meat, like raw beef. And I had like I did that once. The waiter was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, it sounds really good. And I was kind of upset that he didn't tell me that it was like raw meat. Like you should have told me that. But it came and my my dad ended up eating it and I had like spaghetti or something. Um, And then the last thing was the invaders like ride where you're in a spaceship and the aliens come and get you and they have like breathing on your neck and stuff and I (laughs) cried so hard and I was so scared of this thing I would love it now yeah I would be like oh my gosh this is amazing but I was terrified that I made my dad buy me like a like an American girl Disney <laughs> type doll thing. I will never forget that trip. But the main thing that I remember is that freaking barbecue. I've had a few. I wasn't always a vegetarian, obviously, especially when I was younger. Um, So most of my meat stories are from like my going on vacations with my family or something when I was very young. But uh, my dad always encouraged me to try something new when we went places like this one time I got seared shark and seared swordfish and like the swordfish was on a salad but the seared shark was like plain and i literally mean it was seared like it was cooked on one side and then like raw it was like ahi tuna it was odd i will say the swordfish was phenomenal uh i i don't know if i would ever uh want to even attempt a shark again it was not really my vibe um snails i fucking will smack some snails that's one of my favorite foods (laughs) I mean, I won't. As cargo. Yeah. Um, Love me a good French restaurant for anything. Um, But no, uh, I remember uh, last episode I talked about eating meat, too. I talked about venison. Um, (laughs) Side note. uh, No, what was I eating, though? This reminded me of it. Uh, You were talking about me. Rattlesnake? No. Um, I wish I could try some rattlesnake. That sounds awesome. Um. I can't get over the fact that it slithered at one point. There, what did you start the sentence with? You were going on vacation. Alabama. Alabama. Barbecue. Barbecue. Meat. Raw meat. That's raw meat. Yeah. When I was in Spanish club in elementary school, we went to a Spanish um, like store. Oh. And I could not read the menu because I was definitely uh fucking my way through that class and not like actually learning anything. <laughs> and I ordered a cow tongue and eyeballs no. and I had to eat them. No. Yeah, because you had to eat whatever was on your plate for credit. And I ordered a fucking tongue and eyeballs because I didn't fucking learn Spanish. So then I never took Spanish ever again for as long as I lived. I refused to because I was afraid. I don't blame you. I took French because I knew the food was good. But I remember I knew how to speak it. <laughs> I know what it is when I'm looking at a menu like that, but I can't I couldn't tell you what it is right now. Yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Maybe no. that's why I don't eat meat these days. Right? I was really scarred. Yeah. At a young age. Sounds, no. Sounds if very anyone toxic. ever wants to know the reason why I don't eat meat, I will uh, tell you right here, right now. All right. <clears throat> this is the best episode we're ever gonna have because I'm gonna share this story with you. Kylie, have I ever told you the story? Yeah. Okay. So I was very young and I was watching the movie The Lion King. (laughs) And uh, there's that scene where Simba's growing up as he's walking across the log in Hakuna Matata. 
And young Simba's voice is Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. And I was watching that movie and I was like, I don't know who young Simba is, but his voice be hella good. I would (laughs) definitely get on board with that voice. And I asked my sister how to find out who the lion's voice is. And she's like, well, watch the credits. Because, you know, like the Internet wasn't super popular. She's like, well, watch the credits and we'll see who it is. We didn't have Internet. Fuck off. It was like brand new. (laughs) Um, I think we still had like the discs where you would like get it in the mail to like set it up and you had to use your 14 day free trial to like look something up. All right. So no, when the Lion King came out, it was still VHS. Well, I was I was watching it, though. So it might have been like I was like six or seven watching it. it. It had not just came out. I was just watching it. Old were we when DVDs started? Because I had VHS when I was a kid. I'm not saying. Okay, you're not listening to what I am saying. Okay, okay, move on. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, sorry. Um. So we were fast forwarding the VHS all the way until the end, and we watched it. We saw Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and my sister's like, "Oh, I know him. He's from Home Improvement. Like, we'll watch that show." So we watched it and then my sister heard about how he was going to be on like a Good Morning America or something like the whole cast was. And we're like, oh, my God. OK, mind you, I'm like fucking like 10 years old. <laughs> um, and what happens is in the interview, the kid says, yeah, I would never date a girl that isn't a vegetarian because I'm a vegetarian. And I was like, well, I'm a vegetarian then. And I became a vegetarian so that Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I could date. How's that working for you? It we didn't we didn't work out. Um, turns out I don't know what he's doing with his life, but we did not work out. Uh, and then as I got older, I learned about the cool parts of being a vegetarian, like the lies you're saving, and I got really into it. And then I got into like actual animal care and love and doing the right thing. And now I'm a vegetarian for the right reasons, but it was definitely at first for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So <laughs> love you, JTT. Isn't he like not a vegetarian now? No, he literally like two weeks after that interview stopped being a vegetarian. <laughs> he like ate meat on the set. He was eating bacon. And I was like, it's fake Bruh. bacon. <laughs> it's Play-Doh, you guys. It's Play-Doh. <laughs> Gross. This episode's off the rails. Okay, so let's talk about more of the Roguru and more of what it is. So we talked about the, this whole thing started with us talking about the Roguru Festival in Louisiana. Which we're, go- we're going to go to eventually. Yeah, that's our new goal. We like, have to do. And the another thing is there's an NBA team that was formerly known as the New Orleans Hornets, but they filed for several new trademark names throughout the years. And one of them was they wanted to be called the New Orleans Rogaroos. That'd be way cooler. Way cooler. It didn't go through them. Why? I don't know. The Audubon Zoo in New Orleans has an exhibit with a swampy statue. And it's like talking about how the Rogaroo could be at the zoo. And so they have a statue for it. That's pretty fucking cute. That's cool. Uh, a lot of people say that the creature helped shape the urban legend of the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is known as Louisiana's Bigfoot of the Swamp. I didn't want to get really deep into that one in case we want to do an episode on it someday. But there's your teaser. Shocking. You guys have never known this, I'm sure. But Cedar Point oh. <laughs> in Ohio has a roller coaster called the Rogaroo. The uh, ride is in a swampy looking area with speakers that were supposed to play spooky noises <coughs> and frogs and wood creaking and howling and stuff like that. But they don't. It literally says that on the website. Fuck you, Cedar Point. I love you. I'm sorry. Please hire me still. You made, you made me joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just, like, I literally wrote it down on the website. It said so. I also took pictures with the ride. Um, not like on it because you're not allowed. 
I, I really you're not allowed to have right. your phone um so i took pictures in front of the sign and everything so i'll post those though i i literally was at the road guru less than two weeks ago thinking about doing that like taking your phone out on a ride being on a ride at all actually uh scares the hell out of me <laughs> i took my phone out on one ride like a it was a children's ride essentially it was like the octopus where you spin around and then you also go up and down in the air and then you kind of go side to side all at the same time and the arms are shaped like octopus arms and there's and they okay this sounds way more complicated than i'm making it it's it's kind of intense but it's not near as you just go in a circle and then you go up and down like this well you're going in a circle Mm -hmm. up and down but then up and down and then this thing is going like this also nope i don't like that (laughs) i i can't explain that to you guys i'm sorry it's just it's just (laughs) a uh it's called the monster Anyways, so we were riding the monster. It's right next to a uh, pipe scream. If you guys know the uh, skateboard ride, that one's fucking awesome. Anyways, and we were on it. And as we were on it, they like pause for a few minutes while you're like in the air so that they can because they have to pause to let each part of the octopus arm out because they can only put some of the arms down on the ground at the same time. So half of you are in the air just waiting and then half of you are on the ground and then they rotate. Who's in the kind of like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like in the air and I was like, I could take a picture on a ride because we're not moving and we're only like 10 feet in the air at this point. Like, let's do it. So we scandalously took a picture on a ride. How dare you? They watched us. They did not give a fuck. (laughs) They were like, "Uh, if you drop your phone, that's your fault. But yeah. So anyways, there's a Cedar Point ride. In 2014, the History Channel released a show called Cryptid the Swamp Beast. Also, they used the ACU, which is the animal control unit, where they explored a string of mutilations and missing pets in Louisiana. They, missing pets. Yeah. Mm. They tried to say that it was the Roguru snatching up your kids. But that's pets. not part of the legend. Mm, no, but oh well, it needs to feed on something. Yeah. So who knows? Similarly, there was an episode, episode six of Swamp Mysteries, where Troy Landry discusses the Roguru legend while hunting a creature that was killing pets at Voodoo Bay. Bayou. God, fuck. Voodoo Bayou. (laughs) That's a cool name. That's a great name if you can pronounce it. (laughs) Bay, day, bye. Season four, episode four of Supernatural features a different version of the Roguru. It's not at all like this story. In that, the Roguru is someone that appears human but has an insatiable cannibalistic hunger. And once the person consumes human flesh, they turn into the monster and they can never become human again. And Sam and Dean have to kill it. I feel like I need to watch that show. Supernatural? Mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to restart it. Again? Yes. Again. How many times is that? This is my eighth. I think it's my eighth. But I've only watched every single season, like, in its entirety, I think two or three times total. But I've made it from, like, season one to season ten, like, at least eight times. Like, just playing it in the background type of type of deal? Is oh, that no. Like, dead ass watching it. Oh. But I went this time. I have gone through four seasons in four weeks, almost. I'm right now on season seven. So there's 16 seasons. I named my cat after one of the characters. I fucking love Supernatural. If you guys don't know, my girlfriend and I use the nickname Sam and Dean use for each other. She's bitch, obviously. That will make more sense when Kylie watches. (laughs) Pretty much every episode we ever cover, there is a Supernatural episode for. Hmm. No joke. So definitely worth it. Um, There is also a thing called Rogaroo Rum. Yep, there's an alcohol and it's featured at the uh, parade. I, I I think it's one of the sponsors sometimes because there was a lot of Roguru like uh, t- 
tables and pictures and like signs I could see in some of the pictures. So like mm-hmm. I think it might be a sponsor or at least they like serve it. Well, they have to. Like, why wouldn't you? Or they just have like Rogaroo drinks, probably like hair of the dog. Right. Oh, if they don't, that's a good one. That is a good one. Put some hair on your chest, hair of the dog. Yeah, stuff like that. So Rogaroo rum is an alcohol that's made by Donner Peltier Distilleries in Thibodeau, Louisiana. It has a special flavor that is praline based and is Ooh. called Rogaroo 13 Pennies. Praline based. That sounds delicious. So put a put a pin in it. Well, no, I'll just explain it right now. So the whole 13 pennies thing, right? Like I talk about that right there. The Rogaroo 13 pennies. Now, there is a protection spell that you can grant upon yourself to get protected from the Rogaroo. And it's supposedly the only thing that they've talked about that will save you from the Rogaroo. You can protect yourself by play, placing 13 small, sometimes they say shiny, objects by your door that will distract the Rogaroo because the like shiny objects distract him. And they say that he he can't count the objects and he'll mes- he'll be mesmerized with them till daylight <laughs> and then he'll flee because he's scared of the daylight. One, two, no, fuck. Shiny. <laughs> One... <laughs> And I guess one of the easiest things is shiny pennies. So people would place 13 pennies by the door or like the the windowsill and stuff. So it's called Rogaroo 13 pennies. Interesting. Yeah. Just like one, (laughs) two. Oh, that one's heads up. Shit. (laughs) Four, seven. We're wait. What am I doing at this house anyways? (laughs) Who am I? I'm just going to take the dog and go. (laughs) I got dinner. Exactly. Um, there's a bunch of other Louisiana monsters, so I figured let's just do like a quick rundown, kind of like a short story version of them. So, all right. There's this thing called Luton. The jury's still out on this one because people can't figure out what Luton is. There's a good reason. It's rumored that Lutons can't take any, that they can take any form. They're supposedly just shapeshifters. They will sometimes be white cats, hobgoblins, elves. Or other strange creatures. They will take up residence in your home and play uh, harmless tricks on you. So so um, I'm pretty sure that people like regularly have white cats. But I, I don't know anyone that has hobgoblins, elves, or other strange creatures. <laughs> well, I am wondering, <laughs> is this kind of like the uh, that nursery? I don't know if this is a nursery rhyme or if it's a scary thing. I don't really remember it. But something about it's something that lives in your walls and it fixes your shoes at night. wait i got very quiet are you talking about trolls were they trolls i don't really remember and i don't remember if it's meant to be like a cautionary tale or if it's like the toll house cookie it's definitely a nursery rhyme is it okay you're talking about the the trolls that live in the boot no they come and they help the shoemaker fix the shoes and then he was taking the credit for them and I think it's a nursery. I think it's a nursery. I'm gonna move on. I don't like this. I'm gonna move on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, Midsummer's Night, you know that's the night when all hell breaks loose, and they say that if you open your windows on that night and things like that, like fairies and goblins and elves can come and creep into your house, and then they'll play tricks on you and all this stuff. So you're supposed to like protect yourself and do all this stuff. That's that's an old like wives' tale type thing. Interesting. Um. Other things, uh, which 
by the way, this whole thing, the Luton. Okay, so like the stories of these Cajun folklore spirits originated in French culture, and they all made their way to Louisiana, the folklore area over time by that melting pot thing. And people say behind the disguises, it's the spirits of babies who died before baptism. Oh, gosh. So, no. yeah. And like they like make little jokes like, oh, if like something around your house went missing, it's the loot and it gotcha. OK. Yeah. OK. Let's. <laughs> Witches, witch doctors, voodoo priestess, all that stuff. Some of the Louisiana monsters walking around are those that are in plain sight. If you're familiar with Louisiana's history, you know that voodoo is a huge part of it. Um, witches, witch doctors, priestess, all that kind of stuff. So. There is a case, true crime, where uh, it's called Zach and Addie. It's Zach Hall and Addie Brown, I think is her name. And it's a, a very well-known true crime case that Kylie knows obviously nothing about. I described it to her yesterday, and I bet you she can't name a single thing. Nope. Well, Amanda, maybe you know. Maybe you remember. Anyways, Zach and Addie, they either lived in the apartment above, like a fake voodoo priestess store, or it got renovated after they say left that's the nicest term i can say uh after they murder suicided um they uh it got turned into one and it's part of like a death tour that you can take in louisiana because it's right past the french quarter of new orleans i don't want to do that we don't need to do that i've I've done it already actually okay that's fine great so we don't need to do it Okay. okay good yeah yeah i the one and only time i've ever been to new orleans was right after katrina and um I will say that changed me as a human being. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen, but also the most eye opening thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was weird. It was a very weird experience. I seem to always have vacations planned around the time of very large uh, socially scaled items that happen in the U.S. And then I'm stuck in those places because something happens while I'm there and then I can't get home. It's happened a lot. That's like, scary. Like too many times. I should stop vacationing. <laughs> no more. No more. There is also, ooh, do you see the typo here? Vampires. <laughs> there is vampires in Louisiana and New Orleans. They have a very prominent vampire subculture down there. I'm not going to get more into that because I think you guys all know what vampires are. I knew that from Vampire Diaries. Mm, I've never seen that. That's really weird to me. It's, Most people that have seen Vampire Diaries have seen Supernatural and vice versa. Well, it's leaving Netflix and it's switching over to HBO Max. Yeah, I know. So maybe I'll watch it. You act like we don't have them both. I know, but it's stupid. We have every streaming platform. Like, why is it moving? <laughs> so there's this other one. I can't really pronounce it, so I'm going to try my best. I watched something and they pronounce it three different ways in one video. Good luck to me, right? Kaushmer? Yeah. Kaushmer. Cashmere. Those are the different ones I've heard. I'm going to go with Cashmere. Louisiana has a nightmare on Bourbon Street situation going on that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, you can find information on the legend of Cashmere and folklore from all around the world. It especially exists in the Deep South, though. Cashmere is a monster that leaps out of children's dreams and rides their backs. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs> Children can see and hear everything that's happening but they're unable to move. Cauchemar mm. actually means nightmare in Louisiana French Creole languages. 
And they relate this creature to the idea of a sleep paralysis demon. I was going to say that sounds like a sleep paralysis demon. So so it's like a mixture between sleep paralysis demon and like an adult. And then Monsters, Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is one I really love. I was going to make a whole episode of it, but we're just going to talk about him here. The Grunch. The, the, the. The Grunch? The Grunch! I love the Grunch. Leave me alone. (laughs) The legend says they are a group of albino dwarves that have isolated themselves from society living in the woods outside of New Orleans. Okay. After years of inbreeding, their appearance became less and less human-like, resulting in what now people call them as the Grunch. According to reports, Louisiana monsters look human except for their sharp teeth, goat legs, and abnormalities and pale skin. They're albino. But other than that... It looked like a human. So, do you know any humans with goat legs? Because I don't. Wait, you, you've never met Tony? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Tony. Tony the goat. Oh, my. They my say goodness. that the Grunch hides in tall grass near Grunch Road. See where the name comes from. Okay. In New Orleans, waiting to prey on teens who park there. And it's kind of like a Bloody Mary situation here. Like, if you talk about the grunch, the grunch comes and get you. Is it like a... You don't have to say it three times or anything. No, but no, but is it like out in the middle of nowhere, like where mm-hmm. they would make out and stuff? Yeah, like oh, okay. Primrose Road style. Okay. Primrose Road is our local one that's, you know, near us. It's, you know, within I'm not minutes. from here. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, it's the same, same thing as the grunch. Something's going to get you out on Primrose mm-hmm. Road. Okay. I'll take you sometime. That sounds great. Yeah. Chris Widener could tell you a story about Primrose Road. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have Primrose Road stories. I don't I don't want to hear actual stories that people <laughs> have experienced. There's uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster. The beast first sighted in 1963 is reminiscent of the popular DC character known as the Swamp Thing. It's a hybrid mixture of escaped circus chimpanzees and alligators. What? <laughs> What does that even look like? <laughs> like I'm so confused. Is it like a chimp body with an alligator like head? And I love how everyone I get to is more crazy than the last. Literally. <laughs> Louisiana has something going on down there. They're they're drinking too much rum, too much Mardi Gras and something. They, uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster lives in the swamps of St. Tammany Parish. People claims he leaves behind webbed footprints and mutilates wild boars. Boars okay, are fucking so, mean. So he has an alligator-like body. <laughs> and a chimpanzee head is what you're imagining? So is he furry no, or I'm, scaly? Yeah, I feel like he's he's both. Like, I feel like his <laughs> legs and his arms are scaly like alligators, oh, but then he has, like, the big buff chest well, like a chimp. I was going to say, you know how, like, uh, I was thinking of, like, <laughs> Curious George where he has, like, the circle on his chest. The circle is hair, but then, you know... <laughs> The rest of him is scales. It's not an accurate depiction of chimpanzees. <laughs> we should just Google the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the next one is Fufale. It's known as Cajun fairies. These are creatures that can be either good or bad, depending on the circumstances. They appear as fluorescent balls of light, which loom over the marshlands of Louisiana. In some cases, they are your loved ones coming to greet you and bring good fortune. Other times they are a demonic force that's going to play a trick on you and lead you to your demise in the swamp where you die. I like I like the first one. 
Um, they are friendly, but sometimes they're sinister. And so that's what makes the Cajun fairies the most dangerous thing in Louisiana monster lore so far, because you don't know what they are until it's too late. All the other ones you just know are fucked up. So. But these ones. They are. Um, Sour Patch Kids. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, they are. That's a good one. I hate how they're like a defining factor of all of these is like Cajun, like an technically like an adjective because it's making me hungry. <laughs> oh, yes. I like I started tonight's episode before we even began. I remembered that this takes place in Louisiana and I texted Margie. And the first thing I said is, so you want to make some gumbo this week? And she's like, yes. what brought that out, buddy? <laughs> I love gumbo. Love me some gumbo and I'm going to find a good vegetarian way to make it, y'all. Oh, you bet your sorry little butts I will. <laughs> the next one, leche, le- letichi, 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 It's funnier watching you do it because <laughs> you just like move your head so fast. <laughs> I get really aggressive the more I start to pronounce words. <laughs> So this one's obviously not in English. It is a Native American legend. And this is a creature in the Terrebonne Parish. It's usually the spirit of a child that is reincarnated as a beast. Stories on its origin will vary, but some say it's a spirit, while others say it's still the child that was raised by alligators. What is with this? (laughs) I, I can't. It craves human flesh and will overturn boats in the water. children children so if you had to fight children's spirits if you had to fight one of the creatures which one would you fight i'm starting to think the rogaru is the only one i can take give me a werewolf i don't think i could beat any of the others Uh, vampires i don't know maybe i could take the grunches how many grunches are there is it like like a bunch of grunches yeah yeah Dwarves, 12 dwarves. Oh, wait, no. What was the little thing that I thought lived in your shoe? The Luton. I could just step on him. I'm going to step uh, yeah, on the Luton and kill yeah, him. There you go. Well, now we're getting haunted tonight. You could just stab a... A roger? No, a vampire. Well, I, I, I guess in my mind, these are all hand-to-hand combats. <laughs> I did not allow for weapons in this scenario. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Or I could just find 13 pennies, I guess. And yep, there the you go. The has gone. You're, yep, you're good to go. Just, ah! <laughs> Which also... Throw it. <laughs> Count those! Oh no, I only have 12! <laughs> right? Oh no. What One, you... two, three, eleven, twelve. He's like, gotcha now, bitch! Right? <laughs> you're like searching for something shiny. Yeah, Which right. another thing, it said like, and then he'll get, he'll leave by daylight. So does the Roguru only come out at night? Is he back the next night then? And you have to keep those shiny things there? Like, what if you need to spend that penny? It makes me think of, like, putting salt and, like, to keep away things. Yes, I've watched Supernatural. Or, like, or, um... Garlic. Well, I'm getting a little biblical here, but putting the blood on your door. Yeah. For the... (laughs) (laughs) the little giggle (laughs) the i mean yeah we won't i don't want to go there like the spirit omens and stuff yeah well or in the sense even like you put garlic away and yeah uh, so 
I'm going to end tonight on a very important question I have for you then. Okay. If you have a welcome mat, can a vampire come in your home? Because you're welcoming him. Your mat says like welcome. You no, know, I I think of it as like a verbal consent. Like really? you can't just be like, oh, yeah, this is welcome. Okay. But what about modern day vampires? You don't think that like, or like, okay, if, if my, you know, okay, Margie turned into a vampire tomorrow. If I text Margie and say like, come over. Is she invited oh. in the house now? No, I feel like because it's I told still her verbal. she can come over. Is she allowed in the house? Can she can she turn me? Because anyone could say it. Like it's not coming from your voice. I think it has to come from your voice. Like you. But what if I say, okay, what if I say, hey, you can come over tomorrow. Just come on over to my house. Like, I'll see you at six o'clock. Come on over. And then, you know, that day I like confirm. I'm like, yeah, you can come over today, six o'clock. Except and I'm inviting her in my house. Is that me inviting her? But you my have house? to invite them. You have to be come in. Yeah, come on in. Mm. You Remember? sure me telling her like she can just come to my house isn't like good enough? No, I don't she think so. She can only come to the house. She's still going to stand outside it and yep. wait for me to say it. Yep. I'm now going to test my girlfriend. I, I put this thought in my head that my girlfriend's a vampire. <laughs> okay. Huh. Okay. So let's do the bullshit o'clock meter. <laughs> Is the Rogaru real? No. Nah, I'm giving this one two thumbs down, y'all. But he he's kind of cute sometimes. Yeah, I'm still wanting to go to the festival. Yes. I'm still going to make some gumbo, and I'm going to call it Roguru Gumbo. I mean, there are many things in this world that have festivals that are not real. I don't know about that. I almost said the Kraken. <laughs> Mothman? Real. Not the Kraken. Krampus. Krampus. Krampus, real. Belschnickel, real. I don't know what you're getting at you here. You think Krampus is real? No. Do you think I think that the Mothman's real? Yes. Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I thought. But you think Krampus is real? I don't know. No. Uh, we, uh, our general uh, consent was no. Well, I don't. <laughs> no. I don't think. I'm getting embarrassed. I want to stop the podcast today. <laughs> My face is getting very red. Why? Oh, you embarrassed me. It's just me. They're listening. They're listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, tonight was a weird episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. You guys well, thought we the, always get weird when it's scripted. You guys thought the Godzilla episode was weird. Trust me, because I read the reviews. <laughs> Wait till you hear this one. Well, uh, I guess that's it for us tonight. Do you have anything more to add? No. We'll finish Dahmer and talk about that next week. Oh gosh, don't put a don't put a timeline for me on that. Uh, I'll talk about it. Kylie okay. can plug her ears. That's fine. Uh, I think next week we also have a much more intense case. Not yeah. a, not a fun cryptid. So keep your ears peeled. Is that a phrase? Can I say that? Keep your ears unwaxed. Un un open unwaxed <laughs> like earwax get it out well, keep yeah, your no, ears q-tipped is that a you're sentence? not supposed to do that <sighs> keep your ears with that candle thing that you're supposed to do where you turn your head to the side and it pulls the wax out and it's gross looking and they sometimes use the stethoscope to look to see if they got it all do that for the next episode see that's not as good as saying keep your ears q-tipped <laughs> What is the saying, though? 
Is it keep your eyes peeled? It's keep your yeah, eyes. No, I know that, but we're oh, a well, I was trying to figure that shit out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I thought you knew I was playing on words. No. So keep your ears peeled. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that sounds like your ears are bananas. So I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> I'm going to just start the closing notes, I guess. So thank you to everyone that helps make this podcast what it is. Kylie and I could never do this alone. Thank you to Damon Vakovsky, who again is on tour. It sounds like that's all he does because he doesn't love us and I he mean, doesn't want to hang out with us. I mean, he's a musician. He that's en- what he does. He enjoys that. Yeah. So thank you to Damon Vakovsky for creating our theme song and sound bits. Hope you're staying safe on tour and they have lots of good vegetarian food for you. I have watched this man roll up to a uh, metal show with a full bowl full of salad and eating it in the middle of the pit. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware of who he is as a human. That's amazing. <clears throat> Our original artwork done by Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. Always check up on Taylor and look at all the cool shit he's doing. He's always up to something wild. He just wild. did something really cool with eggs. Yep, you heard it. You heard it here first. I like eggs. It is really cool. Name that show. He's also, I don't know. He's also been very, <laughs> he's also been very poetic recently oh yeah i saw that yeah well i heard yeah okay you read it no the youtube video i i remember that oh yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah always check in with taylor yeah. just just follow just him out. to see cool shit even you don't even have to know taylor just go follow him do the thing be a friend be a pal become friends become pals yeah there you go editing by Corey with core.media.photography on instagram Corey is a photographer who also edits our podcast you're making him very busy lately. <laughs> um, I am. <laughs> Corey is great for all of your photography things. Like if you're looking for a photographer, probably not right now. He's a little busy, but keep in mind the holidays are around the corner and you want some good photos of your family, friends, loved ones, dogs. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you want those great shots. Who are you going to call? dot on Instagram, fuck, I fucked that up. I was trying to do Ghostbusters. Yeah, you yeah. core.media.photography on Instagram for all your photoing needs. <laughs> Don't forget to follow the Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. If you ever do give us a suggestion, we'll try to let you know the timeline of when we can get it put out for you, and we'll also give you a giant shout out on the episode. That's not the only way to get a shout out, though. Apple podcast reviews and ratings or Spotify ratings get you shout outs. Spotify, you have to let us know you did it, though, because it doesn't warn us. Sorry about that. We can't keep yelling at Spotify. They don't like that. Did you want to shout out the Apple review that we got? Oh, we did get two Apple reviews actually this week. So let me real quick pull those up for you guys, because I'm not professional and I'm not ready. (laughs) Don't be like me. I'm not professional and I'm not ready. It's what I do. Maggie, Wichita, Wichita, like the city, like Zombieland. Well, like the city, Wichita, Kansas. Right. Like Zombieland. Okay, Maggie, Wichita. I wonder if you're from Kansas. Let us know or don't if that's personal. You don't have to. We're not stalking you. It's your life. Do what you want. (laughs) The title of this review is Chasing the Dog. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen to the recent episode with Corey. Is that the significant other question mark? It was uh, the smoothest episode. (laughs) Laughing, crying face. (laughs) 
even if the dog decided to exit off the bed in the beginning. Oh, that I was so funny. <laughs> I still stuck around and I'm glad I did. I learned so much. Thank you guys for the laughs and some learning. More laughs. More laughs. More laughs. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Honestly, it does mean a lot to us because I mean, our fun episodes like this, we don't always want to bog it down with just crimes and sadness and death and overwhelmingness because we all need that little bit of like a palate cleanser. And that's essentially why we do it. Also, it's like something we're interested in. But it's also it helps us stay focused on wanting to do the podcast, because if we did true crime every week. Kylie and I are sensitive people. We would I couldn't handle things like unit 731 every single. If you guys ever want to hear me cry, watch me do five podcasts in a row of just true crime and y'all might hear some waterworks, especially if we did like a bunch of young kid ones like we did. We did two kind of young kid ones almost back to back and. Mm -hmm. It started to weigh on me mentally. I was getting kind of stressed out. It it happens. So it's it's palate cleanser. Um, Roxy Zev Zev Zeve. Right. Roxy Zeve. Zave. 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 Roxy Zeve. <laughs> five stars. And then the caption is five stars. Thank you. We adore you guys. Thank you so much to everyone that does leave a rating. It just warms our sweet little hearts exactly to the core um i was trying to see uh we can't see the uh spotify ones like i said however um we have 17 ratings and we're at a 4.8 we were at a 5.0 up until the 17th rating so whoever that person was did not rate us five you could tell us why that'd be great and i was just gonna say it's okay if if you ever want to leave us less than a five star rating four three two one you can the thing is, is we would just like to know why, even if it's a DM that you send us, be like, here's the reason why, because we can't improve unless you let us know how you hate our babble. OK, oh, we're not going to stop. I'll warn you, but we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, as we're exactly. doing it. <laughs> so just let us know. Remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us and just remember to join in on the conversation where we'll see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned. Kylie, where are you from again? Michigan? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because I said New Orleans instead of New well, Orleans. Well, that just all everything you just said about that intro just was the most northern sounding More, sentence yes. I've ever heard. Well, you can't expect me to sound southern when I'm from the north, okay? There are stores that ro- stores. God, <laughs> this is such a short episode and I'm still fucking up as much as a normal one.